Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Kevin Zuna with us today from Los Angeles. He's also in other places where he does something called Artistic Housing. That's the name of his company, Artistic Housing. Artist Housing. Artist Housing. And what he does with that is he provides a home to several actors, musicians, and other artists, probably one of the most affordable places out in Los Angeles. This is what's called the co-living movement. That's what he calls it. So let's find out all about that. So welcome, Kevin. Hey, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so where do I begin? Uh, so I, I, I started early. Um, I joined the military at the age of 17 and I, uh, as, a, as a combat engineer um, for the Army Corps. Uh, and I, I got out in, when I was 20 years old and um, I started a path towards architecture. So I started uh, studying architecture at the University of Colorado at Boulder, um, where I, I graduated uh, with, uh, with distinction. Um, and um, from there, I, I, I was accepted to Harvard University, uh, where I kind of changed my focus a little bit into uh, more real estate versus architecture. Um, you know, I would be hiring the architects versus uh, doing the architecture. Um, and I did that for financial reasons. Uh, a lot of my architecture friends from the University of Colorado were not doing as, as successful as uh, they wanted. Um, you know, being an architect is prestigious, but, um, but uh, not everybody gets a successful uh, career out of it. Um, but with real estate, it's very entrepreneurial. Um, and uh, it, it's how much you put in is how much you're going to get out. So when I went to uh, Harvard, um, my, my, my focus of study was uh, housing and urbanization. And, and I focus, that was the degree, the program that I was in, housing and urbanization. And I focused the study uh, primarily on uh, the real estate and development aspect of it. Um, so all the way from, they pretty much taught me how to uh, locate and find a parcel of land, uh, like a vacant, uh, a, a blank slate, if you will, and then find out the best uses to put on there versus whether it's commercial, residential, retail, industrial, uh, maybe a mix of everything. Um, and then they taught me, you know, the, the best methods of applying it, how to build it from scratch and, and how to start generating income from it. And, uh, that was awesome. It all made perfect sense to me and all that. So, so I, um, I went back to the real world and out of school and started working for a firm in, in Florida as a property manager to kind of build my way up to that. However, um, I was pretty young at the time and, and thought I'm, I'm too young to just be working at a desk job. So I, so I, um, I kind of had this, I've always had a passion for, for film and music. Um, and I wanted to try to pursue that a little bit before I got stuck in the, um, behind the, behind the desk job. So I moved to, to California to uh, pitch this uh, show called That Funny Show, which you can Google. <laughs> so, uh, however, um, yeah, I didn't get picked up and, um, I ended up falling back on what I knew, uh, which is real estate. And uh, obviously I didn't have the finances to be buying and building. So I leased and then subleased. 
And so just any, any involvement in real estate, you can make money. That's why I, I preach to people. It's like real estate makes money in, in any which way you're involved with it. Uh, so I was just managing it um, and it became pretty successful. I was able to lease properties and then immediately sublease them with no problem. Um, then there, I had uh, a little bit of a epiphany to kind of bring together the film and music aspect of my of my uh, desires, as well as the real estate background, and I put them together and made artist housing. So these rooms that I was allocating for people, I started kind of uh, focusing it more for people involved in film or music, and that way. Uh, we could all collaborate with one another and, and work on projects together and stuff. And uh, it was a big success. Uh, we ended up getting a huge facility in downtown Los Angeles. And I closed down all my other locations, which were like kind of smaller units. So now we have uh, two, two bigger uh, facilities over there in Los Angeles. And I'm actually uh, right now in Miami. Uh, we're shopping for some properties here to expand the business here. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of how I felt into it. In a in a way, I was I was when I was a student at the University of Colorado studying architecture. I still was, I was taking side courses in film and music and, and script writing and stuff, um, <clears throat> while I was designing architecture. So back then, even I um, I had even uh, uh, one of my final projects was a uh, uh, film and music. Uh, building for people involved with film or music so it was, it was interesting and I, I, didn't, I kind of forgot about that until like 10 years later I was going back looking at all my uh educational uh paperwork and stuff and found it I was like wow I can't believe I just created the exact same thing I was like doing back then uh, but with the architecture stuff they I learned a lot about space uh how to use space efficiently and functional um, how to design ergonomic and, and, and efficient functional spaces, um, minimizing space too, like, because uh, designing for a future, uh, we can't be all uh, having a lot of space, you know, with the human population just growing exponentially. Uh, we need to be, we need to conserve our, uh, conserve the space a little bit for everybody. So, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was ex exploring uh, the concepts of minimalism and and uh, and tiny homes back when it was it was not the big thing yet, and now it's all this craze about tiny homes and stuff. So I feel this co-living business model is like the future. It's um because it, it it can it can apply to anybody, not just not just people in film or music. Uh, the concept of of bringing together a lot of people of shared common interest and having them collaborate with one another and providing them the resources to achieve those goals can be applied across a spectrum of different career types um, and, and, and different types of just interest, uh, you know. Um, so th this business model could, I feel it could disrupt the housing crisis because it, it not only it helps so many people in this way to, uh, to help them in their career paths, but also it's um, it provides the I, I it's it's hard to uh, get confirmation of this, but but my company has consistently provided the most affordable housing 
in Los Angeles for over 10 years. And uh, it's hard to get some sort of proof of that. But I mean, I have Craigslist ads going back 10 years, 10 years showing, you know, that we did have those prices. Um, and uh, now that co-living, there's a lot of companies that are starting co-living now. It's, it's not uh, it's not such a unique idea anymore. Uh, but I was one of the pioneers of this. Um, so I consider myself kind of one of the authorities in this business. Uh, I know all about it. I've done, I've been dealing with these tenants uh, issues and, and hurdles. Uh, I've seen, I've seen a lot and I've seen everything almost. And, um, but yeah, uh, I guess so, that's when, when you, when you talk about artistic housing and then, you know, co-living for artists, can you kind of walk us through how does that really work? So uh, it's just a, like a facility. It's like a, a, an incubator, if you will, uh, for people to, uh, so, so they have a place to sleep and then a place to work, live workspace, but, but a little bit more elaborate than that. We have state-of-the-art facility with state-of-the-art equipment and stuff. Um, and um, it, it would be ideal for the properties to have a wide variety of, of uh, types of accommodations not but none of them to be private apartments or private studios no we sell we sell the community so uh, uh, we provide like uh, shared rooms we provide private rooms with private bathrooms private rooms with shared bathrooms and so forth so to, to provide uh, for more of a wide variety of people with different uh, budgets you know because there is a lot of starving artists out there that can't afford much and would be willing to um, pay for a bunk bed inside a, a 10 person dorm in order to be within this facility. Um, and they, they benefit a lot from, from one another. I, 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 at the beginning, I was, I was involved in trying to make uh, um, events for them to uh, network and, 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 and share their resources with one another. But then after a while, it just started happening organically and this, people started just working on projects together on their own. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cool side benefit to um, the profitability of the business and, and stuff. Uh, it's really cool to see these guys um, create create like magic. I would say, uh, yeah. So so going back to your question, how it kind of looks for it. So so the facility just has a lot of different spaces. Um, so the one in, in downtown Los Angeles, our flagship place, uh, we have a. a a green screen room, uh, music rehearsal space, a sound sound recording booth. Uh, we also have a, a theater room uh, for for debuts of their projects, um, and then we have uh, two two large offices where they're kind of like have cubicle desks where they can sit and, and just work with. Uh, and, and I know internet's super fast uh, or super important for these guys. So, so our internet's like the best on the market that, that we can get. Um, and so that's that's about it. And then there's another room for hanging out, so they can they can they can chill out. Um, but yeah, yeah. And it's so, uh, how many people? Um, how many people live in these uh, facilities? That, that location has 36. Uh, some of my competitors are, and it's like 8,000 square feet. And, uh, some of my competitors are, are fitting like hundreds of people into like single family houses and stuff. And, and, uh, they're, they're doing that illegally. 
illegally. I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair because I, I have to pay for permits and all kinds of uh, fees and costs associated to to managing the business. And um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, anybody can do this from their backyard. You know, you just rent a house and, and just put a bunch of people in it. But there's certain criteria you have to follow. Um, certain cities require uh, only six people, uh, un six unrelated people uh, uh, can be within the house. Uh, Los Angeles is not that strict though because they're experiencing a major housing crisis. But um, you know, the, each department has different requirements, um, and it's kind of hard to uh, apply any of the authorities uh, if if it's not from internally. So let me explain. Like. Um, well, like the, the health department, I think is like 10, per, 10 people per bathroom is their maximum occupancy. Uh, the fire department is just based off of uh, whatever the building and safety department says. Housing department is, uh, um, I think they only respond, the housing, so, so the housing department only responds to if there is a, a, a tenant involved in the matter. So if you evict a, a, a tenant and they've become retaliatory and try to bring up problems, um, then, they, they, then the housing department gets involved and I don't, but they don't have a specific criteria. Uh, so, but, um, but yeah, so, so, so I'd suggest for anybody trying to do this to just do it legally and not just stuff 50, 100 people inside a single family house inside a neighborhood that's not meant for that. You know, it should be done accordingly. Were there any challenges that you faced during this uh, pandemic time? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. As you can imagine, um, uh, the, the tenants are all artists. And so the, the COVID pandemic affected them very much so. And in turn, it affected the uh, me, uh, the income, uh, because, you know, they're... Uh, uh, Los Angeles gave them over a year of rent moratorium, uh, eviction moratorium. Uh, so I was not able to evict anybody and still unable to evict anybody until the end of uh, uh, June. <clears throat> yeah, there's a couple of tenants there that just haven't paid. Um, and, uh, and their bills are becoming pretty big. Uh, my attorneys say, you know, and then so after the moratorium ends, they're only they're only supposed to pay only 25% of what they owe, or they have to move out. And then that other 75%, I have to sue them for after a year. And so to sue them, I have to uh, physically serve them. I got to go find them where they're living, and, you know, <laughs> where their new place is and try to like, and try to find out when they're leaving the property or something, because I'm sure they're not going to be um, uh, willing to to get accept the lawsuit against them. So I don't see myself recovering 75% of my losses, which is uh, quite significant. Um, and they're like, oh, well, doesn't the, the don't the landlords also get the um, stimuluses and 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 compensation and stuff and the answer is not necessarily uh, there's a lot of other overhead costs uh, that that we have and um and if i was to stop paying the uh mortgage or, or the uh, owners of the properties I, I i would 
I have a really good credit score and I want to protect that. And I have uh, uh, my reputation in the line as well. So uh, I definitely would pay back that 75% because that same rent moratorium applies to commercial businesses as well. So I, I technically would only need to pay 25% of the rent from the last year, but I would be I would be held accountable to pay the remaining 75% after that year. And um, and I would be willing to do that versus these tenants. I don't see them. I, I see them of trying to avoid that. They're not going to be trying to come to me trying to pay it. So yeah, it's uh, and right now I'm like uh, even today I'm trying to look for some some grants, COVID grants and stuff today to help. So now that you said you're you're in Miami trying to find your next place, do you? Do you have some uh, funding support behind you or how does this work for you? I have, I have uh, uh, savings. So I have savings, I have investors as well. Um, and, uh, and and that's about it. And, and so I ha and I've been working with some private lenders. So so as long as we got the, the, the down payment on a property, that's all we need. So the lender is willing to accept the 80% loan to value so we need 20% down for a property that I find out here. And we're looking at like uh, properties around 1 million to $2 million. So, so we're able to afford the down payment for that. Now, do you, what are your future plans? Do you expect to do this in other cities as well? Yeah, that's the goal. The goal is, uh, you know, I sat back a couple of times and just thought like, where, where do I want to take this? What do I want to do? Um, and I'd like to, instead of like opening up several locations in, in each city, I just want to do one big flagship property in each major city. Um, the business model works best in expensive cities, <laughs> you know, right in the center of the most expensive part of the city, even because uh, that's when people are willing to share the amenities to save money. Um, because otherwise, you know, this wouldn't, the, the business model probably would not work as well in a rural, rural area where they could rent a, a whole house for a couple hundred bucks, you know? So <clears throat> I would hope to, uh, after I, get, so I got Los Angeles down, um, and, and after Miami, uh, we plan to restabilize in Denver. We had some properties in Denver, but then we, we let those go. Uh, so we'll reestablish in Denver and then San Juan, Puerto Rico some tax benefits and then and then to new york so i have i have kind of like a, a long-term plan uh, in order yeah and, uh, what kind of cap rates are you looking at with these investments well i calculated like the the income that i get from uh each city has a different criteria on max occupancy essentially the more people i can put into the property the more income i can get uh, in Los Angeles, is about around $3 a foot is what I could generate. Um, so it's really based off of the properties. Uh, and, and I've been looking at several different scenarios uh, here in Miami. So one scenario is that I could buy some, some vacant land and develop it, but it would have to be not in the city center because that's too expensive for my budget. Uh, but that would be really cool. And it would be a really good opportunity to um, build a, uh, build one from scratch because all, all this time I've been having to adapt existing structure to the co-living model versus uh, building it from the ground up and, and being very unique. Um, however, 
the the alternative also we're, is to lease. We, we could continue to lease properties. Um, that's it's an easy way to do it, but and, and it's actually more profitable in in the short run. But uh, <clears throat> purchasing property is more profitable in the long run. So after thirty years, you're sitting free and clear on some on some assets. Uh, <clears throat> so it could be like a big side business almost to to own the property like McDonald's. But it is not necessary because like. Uh, as long as you run the numbers and, and you and you calculate that you're able to make more money from the income than the, the, the than the rent, then uh, it's pretty feasible. Uh, and yeah, with uh, renting properties, I can afford uh, kind of a bigger, cooler asset in the in the local tourist center. Um, and then there's something in the middle where I could buy like a, a mansion, kind of off the, the off the side of the the main city center, and try to uh, Try to promote it, promote it to the, the cool, make cool amenities that that can help promote the, the, the property. So how, 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 how do you go about promoting your business? Uh, we have a, a couple people working on the marketing and leasing. <clears throat> um, I even hired, uh, so I've had a, a virtual assistant working on, on it for a while. And then I, I hired a local person to actually help him out too. Um, during the COVID, uh, because before COVID, we had a wait list of people wanting to move in. During COVID, uh, we had a lot of people move out, and not too many people wanting to move in. <laughs> for you know, understandable when it's a congregate living situation, you know, you, you don't want to be in the same room with too many people. Uh, <clears throat> during COVID, um, so but now it's picking up. Uh, we have our higher seasons around uh, May and June, July, where we start picking up anyway. So, so right now we're almost, uh, I think we're at full capacity except for uh, the female dorm. Uh, so we only have a few beds left in the female dorms. Uh, but the marketing leasing, they advertise pretty much across the web. Uh, we have a list. Uh, I gave them our list uh, and we have a priority of, of, of sites that we, we use. Um, but yeah, yeah, we recently updated our, our website and stuff too. I, I, I kind of pivoted to uh, to promote the market, the business more now than I was before. So despite the challenges that you have seen, do you see yourself uh, more into the same business and uh, thriving in the future? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, um, I think uh, we're already almost recovered fully and um, um yeah i see i see this business model going to be very successful the only thing like there's other people with more funds uh doing it now so so i'm kind of getting left behind in the dust <laughs> uh if i don't move faster it's uh i really uh i should have scaled faster i've been in los angeles doing this for over 10 years and and um i should have scaled the business model a little bit faster and i did not uh I kind of sat back and enjoyed what I created out there. It was, it was a cool experience, but but now I'm, I'm in a position where I'm ready to uh, aggressively expand this business and try to keep up with these competitors that are taking over the market. And in terms of uh, business pivots or changes or evolution, what do you see in the future for this? Uh, well, like I said, the, the pivoting of like maybe possibly creating from the ground up would be awesome. Uh, and um, and pertaining to other other uh, 
people of, of shared interest, not just artists. So right now we're going to kind of capitalize on the artist stuff, uh, you know, because that's my passion and that's what we've already been doing. Uh, but once we're a little bit more stabilized, I would love to have the opportunity to evaluate what's needed on the market. You know, maybe there's a lot of um, digital tech guys that need uh, some sort of facility to collaborate in or or so forth. I mean, the model could even go to, to seniors, um, senior housing, uh, uh, where they have um, shared common rooms of um, interest and stuff, but not, I mean, but then you're kind of entering the world of ALFs and stuff, but it's, it would be different. Um, but just, you know, just to show like maybe fishermen, fishermen housing, <laughs> where they have access to a boat in the back and, and all the resources to fish. You know, so the concept can be just just exploded into different concepts, and I, that's why I feel it's the future of housing. Uh, and then not just in that concept, but I I could envision in the future, many many thousands of years from now, uh, just a huge tower of of housing, and so that's kind of like co living. So maybe instead of having shared rooms and 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 private rooms, they would also have private apartments and stuff in this building. But this building would provide also all the amenities that those people would need. So in the future, you don't have to be driving around town and stuff. Everything's provided to you inside your own building. So that's what I think is going to be the future where your, your housing is going to be surrounded by everything you, you'll need inside the same structure. That's pretty awesome, Kelvin. Well, uh, thank you so much for sharing your uh, business as well as your business ideas with us. We wish you the very best as you move forward. Hope to see you establish in Miami as well and, and the other places that you're looking at. We'll keep an eye out um, on your business as we move along. So all the best. Oh yeah, check us out at artisthousing.com and also logicalhousing.com. Shows a lot about the business model there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank, well, you, well, very thank much. you very much for having me. I appreciate your time. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you. All right.